quite amazing. Ask not what your voice can do for you. You don't like the buzz sound? No, I don't. Does it remind you of your childhood when you got stung by a bee? Yeah, it was a swarm of locusts. Honestly, that sounds scary. <laughs> I was going to turn into locust man like Bruce with the bats. Didn't. Didn't, what, didn't work that well for me. That's funny. I tried to get stung by as many spiders as I could. Stung And then you kid. found out they didn't have stingers. Yeah. <laughs> Same with <laughs> the sucked. locusts over here. <laughs> it yeah. sucked. Yeah. Got a lot of bites. Got yeah. tons of bites <laughs> and a no, lot of attention. But no stings. And no stings. <laughs> and it's the stings that make you spider man. Yeah. That's what spider <laughs> They sting with about. their mouths. Ew. Ew. Welcome to Haas Boys. Uh, today we're talking about wildlife with Max <laughs> yeah. and Mike. Hey, yo. Uh, what's your favorite spider, Mike? Um, Probably the huntsman. Oh, yeah. Because mm, yeah. they're big and scary, but they're friendly. They don't bite you unless you make them mad. It's because yeah. they're fast and we like speed on the Haas Boys exactly. podcast. Uh, exactly. Do you, ever, do you ever get bit by one of those? No. Really? No, I never made one mad. Do you ever encounter one? Oh, all the time. Really? Yeah. Can you like you can like hold them, can't you? You can hold anything. That's <laughs> you can hold anything <laughs> really? if you're brave enough. <laughs> what about you, Max? What's your favorite spider? Ooh, does um, <laughs> Zach Brown count as a spider? Oh, oh he's a brown recluse, oh, a black widow. Got him. Got him. A brown recluse. The yeah. Zach Brown recluse for dissing our boy. Dissing our boy. Oh my gosh. Causing a bunch of havoc in the paddock. Yeah. Satanic panic in the paddock. And a, yeah. And the haddock. Yeah, and we've about had it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of this, speaking of this week's race, yeah, uh, we had a fun race. A couple of Rocket League moments from <laughs> Lewis and Alonzo. We got Alonzo flipping the bird, yes, which was very fun. Mm-hmm. We had a big fat fight to the front from Verstappen. Yep, and a pretty mediocre race for Haas. Yeah, I mean, I love. I love Lewis crashing out. It sounds so biased <laughs> now. Uh, and then him admitting. Him admitting it. Oh, that was sweet. And then sweet. the comments from Alonzo over the radio were killing me. Yeah. And I watched it with you. We were yeah. dying. It was like he had a prepared statement. <laughs> can we really quick, can we just play it that It was back the really longest fast? I've ever seen them quote out something yeah. for TV, like the typed out. Yeah. And he didn't it's pause. So he was long. ready to go with that. I this think, guy. I think after Alonzo, he, afterwards, Alonzo was like, apologize. He's like, yeah, normally we don't know. We're not supposed to like be sharing that kind of stuff, but in the moment you're driving, you're just like venting or whatever. Like his, that was the paraphrase version. Right. And I was I'm like, dude, you meant it. And we love it. Yeah. Don't like it's fine. Just it's stick fine. with it, bro. We loved yeah. it. It's, Everybody freaking loved that. It's really great when you get the genuine passion of these drivers, yeah. right? Like, I love the actual reaction. Well, Alonso gave him as much space as he possibly could. There's more contact there again, almost, <laughs> isn't there, between those two? But um, that's not Fernando's fault. Uh, he was on the curb, under control, wasn't understeering across Here we the go. road. Here what an idiot. Closing the door from the outside. I mean, we had a mega start, but... Yeah. This guy only knows how to drive and start in first. <laughs> <laughs> this guy only knows how to drive and start in first. Oh, yeah. freaking wasted. Oof. Thanks, Alonzo. That was a very fun moment. Brutality and uh, at its finest. But I mean, here's the thing. I'm already like quick to kind of flip out at somebody on the road. 
given that they've wronged me, right? I feel like when you know that stakes are high and your adrenaline is there, that you are just on edge. And so I can't even imagine it 200 miles an hour having just gone through Eruge yeah. and then heading into this chicane. And Lewis Hamilton bucks like a Bronco off of my front left. Yeah. <laughs> what I would have in my head at that moment. Yeah. Clearly, I'm going to have some choice words. Yeah. Going into Eau Rouge, they, they're tense. Right. I was surprised that we didn't see a crash out. Right. One, because we did that every freaking race in 2021. Right. Everybody was crashing out on the first lap of like every race. And so I can definitely get that. He's already activated because of this that corner. And then right. he gets smushed and... I'd be mad too. Well, you know, what's an interesting thought, just as a quick side note, something that I heard from Tom Clarkson that I thought was really interesting on the F1 Nation, I think is what they call the podcast. It's like the race review. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, he asked his group, and I'm curious what you guys think. Is there something with Lewis who is king spatial awareness and races really fair and really well, but does he just not like Fernando that much? How could he? That he was intentionally squeezing him, expecting him to give way or or just squeezing him off track just so he could get past Fernando in particular. I mean, I can't even I I don't know. You know the more you more you know the history more than I do about Alonzo and Lewis. Yeah. They used to be best friends. <laughs> yeah. No, they like they were buddy cops. They were were they Mike? They hate each other. Right. They've always kind of had this tension because Lewis's rookie season was at McLaren and his season teammate was Fernando Alonso, mm. fresh off the heels of his two championships with Renault. And so he's defending champion alongside young rookie who's fresh and fast. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely a lot of tension there. But it, we fast forward to now, do they race each other a little more aggressively than they normally do? I think that's probably true. But also, uh, Lewis hasn't had the greatest track record this year. Now, when Tom Clarkson said that, the first thing I thought was, what about Kevin Magnuson like three times this year? Mm-hmm. Lewis has made contact with the front wing of a Haas at least three times. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it's as accurate as it seems, or maybe Lewis is just not as direct with this new chassis. He just may not be as good at how pointy it is. I don't know. It's real pointy. <laughs> right afterwards when Crofty was like, I think that was Lewis's fault or whatever. I was like, if if Crofty is saying like, I think it's Lewis's fault, it is blatantly yeah. Lewis's fault. Because right. they always take Lewis's side. I was like, right. I told Parker, I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. It was bizarre. <laughs> I've never heard that from Crofty before. Yeah, totally. And then one of the most satisfying moments of the whole season, which is after retiring, he's like, yeah, that was me. Yeah crazy i gotta hand it to him do you hear that hamilton fans (laughs) he said it i think i told you so i don't think that you can say anything else you can try though dude (laughs) so i have a acquaintance that is a diehard lewis fan and the mental gymnastics he was pulling today was he qualifying for the olympics maybe yeah for the lewis gold medal on never causing a crash and he (laughs) nailed it and i was just like you know he he accepted it, right? Like he took the blame. Right. He's like, no, you you got to see where they were positioned. Right? Man. They, you got, if he's going into the next corner, he should be taking that line. And I was just like, <laughs> like oh my gosh. And then right. he was like, when else has Lewis ever done this before? And I was like, <laughs> where do we start? <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, wow. Like I try to be objective with everything. <sighs> yeah. But some people just, they're diehard fans and we love them. Well, uh, yeah. We truthfully. love them. <laughs> 
Well, and the thing is, is that that corner, that is the tactic. You do want to be on the outside going around the right-hander because you set yourself up to be on the inside for the next one because mm-hmm. it's a Unless chicane. Unless there's a car yeah. there. But yeah, the truth is, is that very much on the curb for Fernando. Yeah. He didn't really have much anywhere else to go. Lewis owned it and good Lewis for him. Lewis owned it, but the fans, the fans know better. Yeah, <laughs> they were there. They I, saw it. I think there's a video that was released today of Alonzo waving. Yeah. <laughs> was he giving the bird to the bird? bird. <laughs> Was it the As bird or just waving? No, I, just, the bird. I thought it was just waving. <laughs> yeah. But I just love the idea that Lewis is out of his car walking back and Alonzo's just like, hey, see you, dude. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> there's, there's no love lost there. It's a, it is so funny. There was oh. a pretty, pretty epic shot that Parker oh, and I noticed. Yeah. When, did you notice it, Mike? Lewis was out of his car walking back to the garage or whatever. And the camera was following him for a little bit. Then it just stopped. And Lewis just walked into the distance. In the center of the frame. <laughs> center frame. Everything's just square, and he's walking off into the sunset. And I was like, wow, this is almost staged. My mom actually watched it with us, and she was like, they have to stage that. Did they ask him to go do that? And I was like, no. No, he is furious right now. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk to a cameraman and stage a shot. No, <laughs> if anybody was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's, I, like, he's I, like, hey, I have an idea. Come over here. This is going to be beautiful. <laughs> Still, we rise. I'm going to put this on my Instagram. <laughs> he photoshopped a sunset in front of him. Still, we rise walking into the sunset. He's a hero. My, my <laughs> wife just so happened to catch just like two seconds of qualifying mm-hmm. with me. And you know how they do the above the garage they have the name of the driver, mm-hmm. the number, and a picture of them, mm-hmm. right? And my wife just so happens to get this one clip where they're zooming in and they've got the car up on the air jacks and they're taking off the wheels or, you know, I don't actually think these cars have air jacks, but they're up on, uh, cars up in the air and they're doing things. And then they, they zoom in and then they push into the picture. Oh, my of Lewis. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like this picture, amazing. You know, just like some shot. nice, like pretty, like yeah. zoom in. And as soon as they get up to the picture, Lewis is doing like some, like holding his hands up by his face of like love signs, yeah. like the I love you hand signal. Mm-hmm. And my wife is just like, what? What is this picture? <laughs> What what is do all the drivers do hand signs Cute in pictures. their pictures? What is this? Oh, I need to see that picture. And uh, anyways, it just killed me because I'm That's like funny. I'm so used to Lewis yeah. and like yeah. how he like everyone else will just have like a normal face and pose mm-hmm. and Lewis has got hand signals or something going yeah. on, which yeah. is you know it's his thing. It's He's cool. special. But anyways, it just made me laugh to hear her reaction and just That's call so it funny. out so blatantly. It's just that he's special. Yeah. It's he not is. that he's different from everybody else. It's that he's special. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty amazing crash. Great antics from Lewis. We just love having a Lewis and Alonzo in the mix. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Alonzo fighting hard and those Alpines were cool quick season. Yeah, they were super slick. Yeah. And Mercedes was disappointingly not very mm-hmm. quick before the summer break or before the summer break was over. Lewis mm-hmm. was quoted saying that they were going to wreak havoc. They were going to wreak havoc for the second half of the season yeah. and play a hand in how Mercedes and, or excuse me, Red Bull and Ferrari's fight would take place. And then when it came to qualifying day, Lewis is like, okay, what's the gap? 1.8 seconds to Verstappen. And Lewis's response was, 1.8 seconds? <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, at Belgium? <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I did not watch qualifying. I was out of town. It was 1.8 seconds? <laughs> how are they that fast? 
Wow. The Mercedes like, was just oh, taken by surprise. Like, Welcome to the last seven years, Mercedes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome to the, everyone else's reality. Yeah. yeah. Why is that so satisfying to see him frustrated? <laughs> I don't know. It's just because of the last eight years of dominance, right? But You're uh, like, Lewis, it's not the car. My, Max is just a really great driver. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to tell him that that's how this works. Well, it's clear. There are no bad cars. It's all just... Drivers. drivers, good or bad drivers. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about this as well is that if you if you rewind through some previous Hospitals episodes, you'll also hear us talking previously about how Total Wolf and Mercedes had been trying some antics to get the FIA to favor the design that they had yeah. and slow the other teams down. Yeah. Well, that one of those new technical directives dropped after the summer break in Spa. Did you guys hear about this? No. No, I make sure that I don't hear anything because I want you to tell me on the podcast. <laughs> well, good. Well, so, good. So yeah, here's a new he's one. He's a method actor on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, totally. The technical directive took effect in Spa, which meant that the floors could no longer have some flex to it. And there was a couple other little factors. No more thumbtack release buttons. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll get to. We will. <laughs> but the floors had some changes. And so that was part of Lewis's comments in the summer break about coming back was that he anticipated that that technical directive was going to favor them. Oh. Oh, so they were hoping that that would have gone through. It would have slowed everyone down but put Mercedes in the mm. fight. And again, we you know we watched the Hungarian Grand Prix and the fight was close. Every, there was quite a few cars who were in the hunt, yeah. you know? So everyone expected Belgium to really see Mercedes come out strong. And so the... <laughs> The 1.8 second comment was just that much funnier mm. to me in the sense of like, well, that's a big fat disappointment, isn't it? Uh, I need to hear that. Yeah. You got to pull that up and we'll put it in the show notes. I, yeah, I definitely have at least three versions of memes that were made from just that one comment. Not the best result from Haas, but not completely unexpected, according to comments from Gunter. Uh, we had Magnussen finishing in 16th, Schumacher in 17th, yeah, according to Gunther and the drivers. This was a pretty expected result because apparently the Haas is pretty draggy, not so fast. And this is the third fastest track of the calendar. Not so good, but also not a big surprise. Yeah, I guess that Williams is kind of the opposite of the Haas. The Haas is a high downforce car. Yeah, and what was that with the Williams? It was just rocking. Just the Williams has no aero at all. It's just a rocket ship with an engine and tires. So good and straight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. So they might be a uh, force to be reckoned with in Monza. Correct. And that's actually something that they're anticipating. But... Still like P10. But crazy to see a Williams up in the top 10. Right. And Albon did a great job. He was able to maintain P10 for yeah. the entire race. Yeah, it oh. was crazy to watch because um, Max and Charles kind of started from the back. But yeah. Max just like charged right up to the front. Charles just couldn't get past anyone for a while. Yeah, stuck in that DRS train for a long time. What were those? What were those Ferrari calls, Mike? That we like? <laughs> I don't. I, sometimes, sometimes I don't know what's mistake. going on enough that I'm like, "What is happening?" Where they're just like, "Well, there was a few, but I mean, look." <sighs> I feel like we were joking with Parker. I was just like, like the radio guy comes on, like we're doing Plan B, Plan B, yeah, yeah, repeat, like repeat, <laughs> Plan C. <laughs> Plan B. <laughs> and then to go off the radio, Charles like, I uh, what? Uh, 
and and this is actually a good point. Max made a unbelievable charge to the front right at the beginning. Yeah. And something about the opening couple laps of a race is that because the field is so bunched up, it's your best opportunity to pick through the order as best you can and as quickly as you can. Charles was following Max and Charles and Max did a tear away from his visor and let it go in the wind and it ended up in the brake duct. <laughs> Of Charles so Leclerc. Amazing. I did not see any of this. And yeah. there's an onboard camera that shows hit Max's tearaway come off of the no Red Bull way. and land in the brake duct of Charles's car. Max's visor. Yeah. Went into Charles's brake duct. Correct. So was Max amazing. driving without a glass on his helmet? No. So they have a tearaway strip that goes across okay. the front of their little visor. For when bugs hit them. Yeah. From like really? dirt and bugs. And it's like they have, they're tiered so you don't grab all of them at once. I had no idea. And usually you're doing that in a situation where you have a moment to breathe or whatever. So Max tears his tearaway off and throws it and it goes directly in the brake duct. He couldn't have had a better shot if he tried for his championship rival. <laughs> and Charles goes, guys, my front right, I've got smoke. What's going on? And Botas is beached. And so they're like, all right, we'll bring it in. And we'll change tires. We'll figure it out. So they pull the tires off and reach into the brake duct. And sure enough, a tearaway was stuck wow. in the brake duct. And so... <laughs> the at least for the reasoning in the footage that we have, the, mm -hmm. the deductive reasoning is is that it was Max's tearaway. Wow. That's cool because I had no idea they had those. So that's brilliant innovation for just a simple problem. Yeah, right. Instead of taking a glove and just, yeah. just smearing bugs Whole all over your visor. Face. Yeah. Also, kind of cool that the aero package is kind of working. Right. Like yeah. the aerodynamics are causing that to go back to the next car and then the car's sucking up that air. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You know, it's a chill moment. Obviously, nobody's passing anybody. He's probably a couple seconds behind. They are right in each other's path. Everybody's taking the same line. Right. And so he lets that go. And of course, it's going to end up right in their car. You know, as you said a minute ago about releasing tax from the floor. Yeah, mysteriously, this week, <laughs> Max's visor is made of tax. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, you know, a squirt gun of paint for your competitor I this just, is this is the equivalent if you pay enough if you pay enough you just you get one click yeah. i just want a walmart grocery bag full of snacks <laughs> and as like max is driving he's just like throwing trash out just like eating a candy bar and it just chucking like the salt wrapper. water taffy <laughs> wrapper nut bar <laughs> wrap eventually just the grocery bag itself and just sucked into someone's <laughs> just right over the face well there's an enormous intake above their head right if that went in there that could do some damage oh that would blow a turbo for sure so i mean it's <laughs> it's definitely not a it's definitely not a thing that you want happening but, but or it is something you really kind of want a, happening yeah, if you're right. the guy in front really happy accident yeah, yeah for sure like, oops, so that's yeah. a freebie oops yeah <laughs> But then because of the timing that, that happened, the field mm -hmm. was bunched up and whatever, Max makes his way through the pack because he's on a soft compound tire. Yeah. I believe Ferrari at this point goes, well, we're hosed anyways, so put yeah. him on the medium or the hard. And so Charles then gets on an inferior tire with less grip. <sighs> Perfect. And the idea there was to, to strategize 
going deeper into the race without having to stop, mm -hmm. but passing all those cars on a different strategy. But of course, it's Ferrari. They don't leave him out, and they change his tires at the wrong time, and then Charles never really makes the progress yeah. he should have. Comes out behind Alonso. Well, yeah. Again, well, that was <laughs> that <laughs> later was... in the race when they decided, oh, okay. uh, well, we're not going to get a podium, so we might as well go for fastest lap. He was fifth. Or fourth, but he had enough time. He had 19 seconds. So it was a risk. 19 seconds to Alonzo. Which yeah. is a 21 second pit uh, delta. So they knew that they were running a great risk with Alonzo. And that's just Ferrari, is take the thing that's working and screw it up. And, and I felt so bad, but... I was cheering for Alonzo when Charles came out of the pit. I was like, get him, Alonzo. Yeah, get him. Sick him. It's like, stuff this Ferrari strategy. I don't know why. There's something about Alonzo throwing a wrench in everyone's plans. It's yeah. just so funny. It's it's funny. I, I love it. It's so good. We, Max and I were joking um, that as soon as a Ferrari car gets into the front, it's just like, all right, box, box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're I'm leading. I'm Box. <laughs> Box. That's all at, they said. No explanation. Yeah. And then at the end, they gave Charles a five-second penalty anyway. I guess the sensor in the in the Ferrari pit wall is a thing that tells him what speed he can run. And they hit a limiter button on the dash or on the steering wheel that restricts how fast the car can go. But something went wrong with the sensor, and so Charles was guessing. Because he didn't have, oh, it didn't work. Oh, he was feeling out the speed. And so the... he was guessing the speed and he was one kilometer an wow. hour over. That's really good <laughs> guessing for Charles in an F1 right. car. Yeah. And, and kilometers per hour is like a finer very, measurement. Yeah. Than... Very small compared to a oh, mile per that's hour. That's insane. Yeah, I didn't know that. But go go him for going a little too fast. Yeah. It's Better than going a little too slow. Squeeze that orange yeah, and milk get all that juice out and talking save about, some pulp. Are you talking about Max? Uh, no, I'm talking about getting every second out of the oh, pit okay. delta. Uh, you just said orange and I thought Max. <laughs> oh, the orange army, squeeze them. Right. Yeah, that's what he's trying get to do. everything out of them you can. <laughs> that's what Max is doing. Yeah. <laughs> so Charles got a speeding penalty. So here's the worst part of all of this yeah. is that What's he goes math? in, they put the tires on, he goes out to set the lap, he gets stuck behind Alonso, <laughs> loses a position, and then Finally gets ahead of Alonzo, I think. Uh -huh. But because <laughs> he doesn't get fastest lap because no. the tires don't have time to warm up. He didn't have enough of a lap to set because he had to pass somebody. Uh -huh. And then because he had the penalty or because he sped in the pit lane, uh -huh. he got a five second time penalty, which uh -huh. put him back behind Alonzo. So he lost even more points. Yeah. So he went from 10 points trying to get just one more point, which would have given him 11. <laughs> And ended up with eight points. Oh. Max and I were talking about this. It's like, okay, Ferrari, <laughs> you're in really hot water. Big time. Can't you just cool it <laughs> for like one race this and is, not be like, damn it, we have to that, get this point. <laughs> this is that meme from the Duke or whatever. Like, can't you just be normal? And Ferrari in the back seat <laughs> yeah, <just> screaming. <laughs> Wait, we got to make that meme. Yeah, can how's that not been done yet? <laughs> Can't you just be normal? Box, box! <laughs> <laughs> the wrong time to call box every time. And that's why they bring them in is because if they're out on the track, uh, they, they have no control out They there. have no control. Well, you know, something that also was interesting is I felt like every time they came over the radio to talk about strategy, it was like, is this okay? 
it was yeah. a question. It was yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah. That was throwing me off the whole time. Yeah, normally it's why. plan B. Yeah, he's like, is that B. work yeah. for you, that plan? Yeah. yeah. It's like, is this it's okay? like I'm freaking racing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you guys, again, this is another thing that you missed this weekend, though, but during qualifying, they put Charles on a set of softs and sent him out so he could slipstream Carlos because they knew that Charles was going to take the penalty and start at the back, right? Mm -hmm. So they wanted to give Carlos the opportunity to take pole and make sure that he got it. So they put Charles on softs and they sent him out just to make sure that he gets the toe up Air Rouge and then in, you know, down the straightaway. As soon as they get out on track, Charles realizes that they're brand new softs. They're not like a scrub set that they've used in practice or anything. They're brand new. And he goes, wait, what tires did you put me on? And they just come over the radio and they say, uh, it's a mistake. <laughs> That's it. Uh, We're sorry. It's a mistake. <laughs> I, I how much money? I, I couldn't that's where believe I go. it. Every time, that's where I go. How much money yeah. is being funneled onto that pit wall and into that garage? They're right. like, uh, the left side is all hards. The right side is all softs. It's, it's a mistake. It's two-tone. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Your right side is going to be going a lot faster. <laughs> Uh, so unbelievable this weekend for Ferrari was just purely unbelievable I just think about the professional pay brackets <laughs> of the people that are making these mistakes <laughs> yeah these, are like, these people are making yeah. so much money and how many people are in that organization that are there yeah that are admin people that can be like did you get the right time <laughs> right <laughs> just yeah. but like Mattia Bonotto like did you look over at him and be like, what tire did you put on? Right. How was that not the next question as right. soon as Charles asked? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's just mind-blowing. Shifting gears. Those are perfect impressions of gear shifting. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that Blue's Clues? <laughs> uh, we've been getting a lot of questions about some of these penalties that we've been seeing. Stuff like engine penalties. We mm -hmm. uh, saw Max Verstappen with an engine penalty. So we just wanted to dig into that. Can you give us? Can you shed some light on this subject for us, Mike? Yeah, so penalties, right? Yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like hockey. You know, you go out there, you throw a few blows, and then they say, get in your box. Yeah, but you push it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you still wait a second before you get in the box. Yeah. You know, you don't just jump to their call. Come on. I think I was watching a race once with my dad, and he asked, he's like, if someone crashes someone out, like, what happens to them? Like, I was like, oh, maybe like a five-second penalty? Like, I, I don't know. It really like, depends. What about after the race? And I was like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we've talked about this a little bit in the past where there are driver's points awarded to their license mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. they've caused collisions and those points can accumulate and they can be disqualified. Super license given at the Super DMV. Yes, which is in Monaco on gotcha. a yacht. We talked yeah. about this. Yeah, and Giselle is the person behind the... <laughs> Yeah, the counter. Mm -hmm. So what about during the race? We've talked somewhat about during the race penalties. Right. Um, let's start with Max's engine penalty. Right. So each season, and this is something that I think kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I'm trying to find a way that this would be better. Because in, in one way, I really dig this regulation because I like that it shakes the order up. But 
it seems really aggressive and really early that it takes effect, okay? So the, the rule is that each season, a team is allotted three power units per car. Three, which includes the engine, the turbo, the hybrid system, and the transmission, okay? So you can replace all of those three times. In total. And some of them you can replace up to, I think, five times, which I think are going to be... Like some of the parts? Some of the parts, like turbos and a few other things. But for the most part, the engine itself and like the hybrid unit can't be replaced more than three times. Once you've exceeded three, you start at the back every time you replace it. And really quick, just to dig into that a little bit more. Right. You can replace all these parts. You can modify things, whatever it is. So we're we talking about like catastrophic failures, like they crack the block of their engine, they have to replace the engine, right? Or their batteries melt down and fries. It seems like pretty catastrophic things that need to happen for that to occur, right? Right, and you know, keeping in mind that like a normal car is running a certain compression ratio. So I'm going to get it a little bit nerdy. For Let's go. Your piston is running a certain compression ratio within the block and the head, right? That's designed to go hundreds of thousands of miles without a failure. But racing engines are run at the absolute limit of what they can do for a certain time, a number of races. They, they know that that engine needs to give up after a certain mileage, which is done in race form. Probably a lot lower. A way lower number. And it's definitely pushing itself to the brink every time they use it, right? And so where I find it a little ridiculous is that it's only three engines that they get for an entire season. And there have been already, this is, I think, the second time that Charles has started from the rear. So he is on his fifth engine and there are eight races left. Wow. Mm. That's a lot of the season left. And three engines just seems like not enough. You know, they're just going to be getting penalties left and right. And so I am curious if there would be a slight way to pivot this idea, which is this isn't part of your question. No, this is way more interesting. But I think that it would be better if it was like three engines, penalty to the back, two engines, penalty to the back, one engine, penalty to the back. Like I feel like there should be a descending order, not every time you replace the power unit from then on. There is a huge advantage to this though for the teams that are super fast. We saw Max this weekend. He was unstoppable from P14. That car was insanely fast with a brand new engine. Given that it needs to make three races or so from there, the engine map and the tune that they're going to run on these next few races is probably going to be less aggressive knowing that that car was run at full tilt at one of the fastest circuits on the calendar. So they'll probably dial it back a little bit for the next couple. Then when they go to another track that's super fast, they'll probably be like, okay, now it's a good time to take a penalty, go to the back. And that's part Got of the it. strategy and part of how they're doing this engine penalty rule. But it's super I interesting. Just, I think that that's a very interesting observation about how these parts are just being pushed to the absolute max every time. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not a part in a Toyota where this thing is supposed to run for hundreds of thousands of miles. It's, it probably has a life of like hundreds of miles. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to die. And it costs millions to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I see these cars blow up, I mean, not knowing that, every time I'm like... How does this happen? Yeah. How do you blow up an engine and it's spewing oil out the back? And it's this incredible car, but it's like, okay, they are as light as they can be. It's new tech. 
And they're forcing so much power through it. Yeah, so much power and heat. And they're just saying like, we hope this lasts three races. Right. And the current spec engine, which is going to evolve, and that was something that they announced during the summer break, is what the new evolution of the powertrain is going to look moving forward. The, the formula? From 2026. Yeah, oh, they wow, did okay. announce the changes of how that's going to play out. But the current formula for the engine is 850 horsepower yeah. from the turbo and the V6 engine, and then 150 that comes out of the turbo, or excuse me, out of the hybrid. When you when you consider that this is a 1.6 liter Max V6, is looking into the how many air horses counting are powering this? That's a thousand. That's a thousand. You're welcome, math. <laughs> You're welcome, so, math. In in the in the future, this is now going to evolve to the hybrid unit will have 350 horsepower, and there will not be a turbo lag function on the next generation cars, which will be way harder to drive. But anyways, that's another topic. Uh, so what teams, have they all taken engine, engine penalties this year? Um, Haas has already taken an engine penalty. This was one of Mick's. Oh, um, this race, so that's why like he started. exceeded their three already. Correct. And if a lot of the Ferrari teams have because the Ferrari power units have had a lot of issues. Uh, uh-oh, okay. Reliability-wise. That's part of the issue here. And the Mercedes, the power units have been really reliable, but they haven't been very fast. So with 23 races on the schedule, you're supposed to be on track for about seven and a half races per Per unit. But right now we're on track for like three or four races. Yeah, it seems like so many penalties. (laughs) Which makes some sense being that it's a new season. So it's very clear that for the rest of the season, we're going to be anticipating a lot of these engine penalties and a lot of shakeup, which is really interesting. Maybe yeah. we'll see some of these these heavy hitters going to the back. Definitely. It's, it, it's crazy that, to me, how there is strategy that exists within like a race weekend or there's strategy that exists within like the drivers during the race and then there's strategy that exists like the whole season right like there is so much thought going into every aspect of this that these guys are like okay how many engines do we have what are they going to last what are we going to do when they're running out how does that play into this weekend this weekend and they just like gets all funneled down into like an actual lap like what's the strategy of this lap it's this pyramid of strategy right and the driver is at the top uh-huh. and he's the smallest part yeah right and then at the bottom is like supply chain for this automotive yeah, company it's crazy yeah it's and with the budget cap now it's with really the budget cool. cap now they also have to factor in when they're going to bring upgrades so there's a, just another layer of what track do we want more downforce yeah. at and we have a better upgrade for that and it, there's so many factors but i think the the last note on that with the with the engine you know this race really echoed a lot of what brazil felt like last year if you remember lewis drove from P20 to P1. Yeah, amazing. And in it was in shitbox Mercedes that he was driving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the truth be told. He's such a hero. The truth be told, though, I remember watching that race and being like, Lewis has done some insane overtakes and it has been a great race, but that thing is, it seems like it's 50 times faster than everything it's going mm-hmm. up against, yeah. including Max. Mm-hmm. And so it just was a rocket ship. And Max this weekend was just on another planet he was yeah. so fast and so I feel like Mercedes and Red Bull both do these weekends where they dial that engine up so much and no one can compete got another question here from someone who's asked a question before oh, yeah. yeah and hey if we get a good questions from the same person I mean they can double dip 
Yeah. It's a quality thing. Mm-hmm. It's completely a meritocracy of the Haas boys. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Nicholas is an American that asked us some questions about possible tracks in the US. Yeah, which was a good topic. We're big fans of that one. We had a great chat about that. And this week he's asking us, could or should Haas have a development team for future drivers like Red Bull and Ferrari? Is it possible to have something like that, but an Indy car instead, or does it have to be through F2 and F3? I think that's the most interesting part of this question is like, okay, cool. There's a lot of farm teams on F1 right now. Seems like Haas isn't quite big enough to be doing that. Right. Seems like that's a pretty big money game. Yeah, it's a big money game. Haas isn't technically a farm team to Ferrari. It is. It is? It is technically. It, it is, but Haas actually has the final word on who drives for them. But is Alfa Romeo like a feeder team to Ferrari more than Haas? More so. So Giovinazzi and uh, like Charles Leclerc and Kimi and all that was kind of a Ferrari placement thing. And, and does, so, does Alfa Romeo have a little feeder team to it? Like a little? No, it's still Ferrari's program. Okay. And so that that to, to kind of simply answer the question, Haas does sort of have a, a feeder program, but it's done through Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And then should they want a driver that is in the Ferrari junior program, mm. they can grab one. And point A being Mick Schumacher. Okay, so they have a pipeline, and it's the Ferrari pipeline that's sending people to, to Alpha and to Haas. Correct. And if they're really good, they're going straight to Ferrari. Right. No one's done that ever. I was going to ask, has anybody yeah. gone from F2 to Ferrari? Nope. They've uh, they've always gone to a junior team. Like yeah. Alpha? Like an Alpha, yeah. Okay, okay. But the cool part of this question, I think, is, is it possible to have something like that, but in IndyCar, or in a different motorsport, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Obviously, Haas is not a manufacturer, so that's a little bit different. But has that been seen where an F1 team has a development league in a different sport? Yeah. You know, like an IndyCar or... I would say right now is the first time that we're seeing that as a potential. Normally, there was a little bit of, we'll call it like snobbery, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, toward IndyCar. And that it was an inferior program to to Formula One and that there wasn't a lot of respect for it. But what's interesting is that that kind of came at at the expense of something that they didn't really expect, which is F1 drivers went to IndyCar and they're like, yo, this is hard. Mm. There's no power steering. There's not a lot of assistance. This car is brutal and physical, and mm. I'm ex- I'm like exhausted when I'm done racing. Huh. And so a lot of drivers took notice, and they're like, "Oh, that is super interesting." Because a lot of F1 drivers, not forgetting that Singapore and a lot of these tracks still are very physically taxing. Some of them, they'll get out of the car and they're like, "I feel great. I could do another round," mm. you know. And so that's. A big difference is the lack of power steering and some other things, but so it's not quite as easily translated from IndyCar to F1. Correct, and that you know because they're an open wheel race car, there's definitely some similarities. But F2 and F3 have been traditionally speaking the route to Formula One. What about the um, Jeans NASCAR team? I know, I know, we probably never would have a NASCAR driver go to F1. Where do they get drivers for that team? That's a, I don't know if you have any know. Yeah, they do. So like NASCAR's feeder system is kind of born in like the sprint cars. If you remember, I was talking about those sideways dirt track things that have the big wings on top. Um, that's kind of the way that you get to NASCAR from uh, driving ovals and stuff like that. But now NASCAR's, uh, you know, evolved and they do a lot of hiring of drivers who've grown up in carts and GT mm. car racing 
And so there are guys in the sport right now that have raced at Daytona, but for the 24 hour, you know, not for the 500. To, to kind of get to the point though, is like, could Ferrari or Haas have an IndyCar team that they're using as kind of an F2, F3 program? Totally. They're going to learn a dynamic and a few other things that aren't going to necessarily equate to F1 where it's like oval racing and a few other things. But that's only a small portion of the calendar. So now that Ferrari is making SUVs, <laughs> do you think we will see a Ferrari NASCAR team? <laughs> no. It's a good idea. Are they getting into American motorsport? Here's my question. Do you Ooh. think they race SUVs right now? <laughs> I'm just saying they've already given up on being a pure sports car company. So maybe they give up on only being like this Formula One Italian racing team and they do NASCAR. I think the more welcome company there would probably be Fiat, but they don't really make anything that would equate to a NASCAR. Next level. Would Ferrari ever do demolition derby competitions? <laughs> Answer honestly, Mike. You know, with certain models, yes. <laughs> I realized we talked about how um, motorsport, it's always you want to win, be the right. fastest. Demolition Derby, you're the last one standing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's you're the slowest and you've won. Yeah. yeah. So, Man. proved you wrong, Mike. <laughs> That's so much just badder and it's so much cooler than racing and going fast. Yeah. Maybe the Haas boys will have a Demolition Derby team. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, maybe like an RC demolition derby team. Mm -hmm. Anyways, cool. to go back to this question. Anyway, no, go ahead. <laughs> Don't go back. No, but one of the things that I actually like about this question is something that's relevant right now to Alpine. Uh huh. Mm. So Alpine. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I got to act so interested now that we're not talking about demolition. Derby. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry to talk back about Formula One. No, but Alpine right now has. Otmar Schaffenauer is throwing a fit over Oscar Piastri. No. Is it because he's gone to cold turkey? Yeah. Right. He's, he's off the crack <laughs> and he's pissed. He's, he's just... So I actually do want to know the updates Scratching. He's scratching. What is Otmar's deal with Oscar? Well, <laughs> Piatris. Oscar. NASCAR Oscar. Oscar Piatris. <laughs> so Otmar was actually... There's a picture of him walking out of the McLaren hospitality unit this weekend because he spent some time over there being like, hey, was, we need to talk. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. What Otmar's problem is, is the amount of money invested in the junior program for a driver to come up through the ranks is to essentially make them a driver for that team. And it's very uncommon that a driver leaves their team when they're a junior program team and they're so invested where the sport or the like Alpine, the manufacturer has been dumping money into his success. And so mm. now that it's come his time wow. for F1 and he's being called to the team that's paid for his success and there's, and he's saying, no, I don't race for you. Otmar is like, like hell you don't. Uh, yeah. And so where you look at Mick Schumacher, if you imagine that Mick went through the Ferrari program mm -hmm. and then got to Formula One and then was offered an Alpine seat and didn't take Haas but went to Alpine, Ferrari would be like, what w the hell, bro? WTF, yeah. And so that is where Otmar's frustration is, is he's like, you didn't even get into our seat. Got it. And you're already hightailing it to another team? Got it. So he was raised in Alpine and now he's like, my allegiances are not to you. Right. And Otmar's tripping. 
Exactly. So that's kind of like to kind of speak to that junior program for Haas, Ferrari, and Alpine in a relevant situation. That's kind of where the meltdown is coming from. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the same rate, Oscar is claiming that he should have had a seat sooner, which is probably true. And that's part of his beef is that he's like, well, you didn't offer it to me soon enough. I got a contract. Mm-hmm. So that's the risky run by dumping millions into a teenager. Mm-hmm. Well, there's your answer. <laughs> Thanks so much for the question, Nicholas. Yeah, great question. I great question. It. Really great question. Uh, for anybody who wants to send in your questions, they can be texts, emails, carrier pigeons, or drunk texts we really like, or drunk carrier pigeon messages we really like. Those are hard. We have to use a butterfly net to catch those. So hard, but we take drunk voicemails and also drunk pigeon messages mm-hmm. at boys on Instagram or Dos Haas boys at gmail.com. No dots, no spaces. Uh, we want to hear your questions. Uh, really quick before we close up, where do we stand in three sentences, Mike, with the driver situation? It's getting nuttier by the day, but uh, Alpine is after Pierre Gasly, and this is the latest. Uh oh. <laughs> All That's right. Three I ran out of sentences. <laughs> I ran out of sentences. Max, you can, you can use my three you sentences. You can award him more sentences. You can use my three sentences. Okay. You have three more. If I say okay, does that count? No. Okay. So that counts. Though. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pierre, this is so hard. They, now. Can, be run on, yeah. they can be run on sentences. Pierre. <laughs> Pierre Gasly. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Pierre Gasly going to Alpine then opens a seat at AlphaTauri, which Helmet Marco wants to fill with Colton Herta. Hey! From nice IndyCar, job. which again plays into our question. That's okay. crazy. So, that he wants to steal Andretti's boy for the AlphaTauri team. This is amazing. It's heating up. It's heating up. Keep it tuned right here. It's the Haas boys. Thanks for listening. WXRTM. That's right. The home of the Haas. Dirt, 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 dirt. Kids eat free. Kids eat all the dirt they can get. Monday, Monday, Monday. Bye. Bye. That's one small podcast. It's like hockey.